Okay, today's daf is daf Chavzayin. 27. It's rock and roll. Let's cover some ground. We got up to Gufa. This is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Eight lines from the top of Chavzayin Amar Aleph. ahead of us. The entire daf, the, the entire Amar Aleph until the bottom is going to continue to focus on the machlekes between Rav and Shmuel. So let's remind ourselves what Shmuel's shita is from yesterday. Shmuel spoke about um, a chalitza that he called a, chal, a chalitza that's paiselas. What does it mean paiselas? It doesn't mean it's a posel chalitza. It means that it's a chalitza that's done because it's forced. It's a forced chalitza. In other words, there's reasons why Yibum cannot happen. Whenever Yibum cannot happen, may it, whether it's Midrabanan, whether it's because of Kedusha, so on and so forth. So ideally, you're supposed to do the Chalitza on the other woman. If you ever have a choice between doing Chalitza on a woman who, who has the opportunity of Yibum, and a woman who, for various reasons, you should not do Yibum, Chalitza should be done to the one who had the Yibum opportunity. And this really goes hand in hand with what we've been explaining throughout the Masechta, that chalitza and yibam really are one word. It's the zalbazach. So it's logical to follow Shmuel to say, listen, when there's yibam opportunity, that's a stronger chalitza. You'd be obligated to do that. Otherwise, we'll divide the two. So here we go. The Gemara is going to begin with three cases where you have an option who to do chalitza to. And Shmuel's going to tell me, do chalitza on the better one. And let's discuss what the three cases are. Okay. Gufa, a piece of a previously quoted statement. Omar Shmuel, Shmuel says, Cholatz la'achoyes, le'nifteru tzareis. Le'tzareis, nifteru achoyes, period. That is case number one. What does this mean? If you have our Mishnah, four brothers, two of them are married to two sisters. The two brothers that are married to two sisters, Reuben and Shimon, kick the bucket. So now the two sisters fall to Levi and Yehuda. Now, each sister falls to Levi and Yehuda with a tzara. Okay? So Ruvain had two wives and dies. Shimon has two wives and dies. Um, now Reuven and Shimon, one of their wives were sisters. That was the case of our Mishnah. Which, so now Levi and Yehuda have a choice. Who should they do chalitza on? Should they do chalitza on one of the sisters? Or on the co-wife of the sister. Seshmul, do Yibum on the co-wife. Because if you do Yibum on the co-wife, did you have to do Yibum? No. You had an option for, did you have to do Chalitza? You have an option for Yibum on the Tsaris. Since you have an option for Yibum on the Tsaris, you should do Chalitza on that one. Because that is a stronger Chalitza. So, if you did chalitza on the sisters, you'll still have to do an additional chalitza on the tzara. If you did chalitza on the tzara, which is a better chalitza, you do not need to do yibam on the sisters. Herzachan. Now we're up to case number two. Chal- okay, let's introduce this with, because uh, this is a new halacha, and the Gemara is really jumping in and assuming we know something. Listen to this, fascinating. What are my options for a yibama? What are my options? What do you do? Either yibam or chalitza. Can I give a get? Name. You cannot give a get. However, the Chalm say like this. If you did give a get to one of them, ooh, you're not allowed to do Yibam anymore. You got to do a Chalitza now. Because does it, to, people got to look. They made Xerah. The Rabbana made Xerah. If you give a get, which was incorrect, but you give a get to one of them, you know what happens? You can't even, you're forced into a Chalitza. So now this goes back to Shmuel who says, if I'm forced to do Chalitza, what's this called? A Chalitza Paiselas. It's a forced Chalitza. There's no, more, there's no longer Yibam option. See, here's what happens. Ready? Two sisters fall to two brothers. And I do, with the tzara, and I do a get on one of them. So now, 
I have a new situation. Let me ask you. Now that we know Shmuel's opinion, which one should I do chalitza to? The one that I gave it to or the other one? What's the teretz? The other one. Because the other one is a better chalitza. It's a chalitza malyusa, right? It's a better one. But says, so says Shmuel, Allah number two, chalatz the balaget. Let's say I did chalitza on the one that a get was given to. Her co-wife is not off the hook. She's still going to need a chalitza. However, litzara, if I did uh, the chalitza on the co-wife who a get was not given to, so that's a complete chalitza. Nifter balasaget is going to potter up the balasaget. Okay, she does not need a chalitza anymore because she's now going to be freed from the completely uh, elevated, comp- the, the full chalitza of the other wife. Klar? It's not a forced chalitza anymore. Okay, halacha number three. Let's introduce halacha number three again. The Gemara assumes we know something, uh, and uh, let's explain the halacha. If somebody does mimer on a woman, we're familiar with mimer, gives her money, designates her for him, and then he changes his mind. After he gave her the money. Gave her the money. Changes his mind. Exactly. Changes his mind. So now, ready for this? The halacha is that you're forced to do chalitza now. Why? It's a gzera derabonon. Derabonon made a gzera that, you know, if you're going to do mimer, ready for this? You can't only get rid of her with chalitza. You even need to give her a get. And we're going to sit here and say, one second. Didn't you just tell me there's no get by Yibum? Tarot says, yeah, but because mimer is a transaction of, of value, if I want to end it, they're going to say, you're going to have to give a get also, because this looks like an erison. It looks like a regular marriage acquisition. So not only you have to do chalitza, you're going to have to give a get. So now you're forced again into a chalitza pasula, which is a forced chalitza. And you, if you do that first, that's not going to cover the tzara. But vice, okay, chalitza bala maimer, like nifter a tzara. If you did chalitza bala maimer, he's still going to have to do chalitza on the tzara, the tzara. But if he did, if he did chalitza on the tzara, which he wasn't forced, he never did maimer on hers. So it's a regular, normal chalitza. Nifter a bala maimer, the bala maimer is off the hook. Okay, Gabalik, those are three halachas of Shmuel. Three different scenarios where you had a chalitza paiselas, again, a forced chalitza, you really didn't have an option for Yibum. So if you do it there, Shmuel tells me it's not going to cover the kohef. Says the Gemara, Maisha Lachais, Lanifter, Atzares, Tavla Achis Isha Bezika, Chalatz, Lazares, Nami, Lanifter, Achais, Tavla Tzares, Achais Isha Bezika. Ask the Gemara, Gavaldika, Gavaldika Shaila, going back to a halacha that we learned earlier in the Masechta, and that is as follows. Says the Gemara, our Mishnah said that if a Yavam does chalitza with the sisters, do the co wives need a chalitza? If you do chalitza on the sisters, the co-wives need a chalitza? Yeah. Because the sisters themselves were a forced halacha. They were a forced chalitza. didn't have an option of yibam. Why didn't the sisters have an option of yibam? Why? No. Because each one is a sister. So you're the sister of the other woman who I have a zika with. Nachon? You're achay zikukasai. You are the sister. And no matter which woman I look at, I'm like, oh, you're the sister of the other woman that's connected to me. Now, keep in mind, this only works if you say yesh zika, which we're going to get to. Okay, so each one's going to be an issue. Says the Gemara, but if that's the case, you ready? If you hold yesh zika, that means there's like a quasi-marriage here. That means there's a quasi-marriage. So ask the Gemara, why are you telling me if I do chalitza on the tzara? That's going to potter up the sisters. One second. I still have another problem because now, ready for this? Each tzara, here's the chap, listen closely, Chavra, listen closely. 
each tzara is going to be the co-wife of a forbidden sister. It's kind of like in our eyes. Except it's coming about through Zika. So you're also forced, ask the Gemara, you're always going to be forced whenever two sisters fall into a chalitza. So no matter what, you have a chalitza paiselas, you have a marginalized chalitza that's forced. So Memanavshach, why should chalitza with the tzara potter up the regular sisters? Even if I do chalitza on the co-wives, that's also, that, that I also shouldn't have done yibum with them because they're the tzara of, of a woman who's related to me through being the Zika of her sister, and the man of Shach, I can't do Yibam on anybody. Yeah, here we go, It's a kasha, it's a challenge. Says the Gemara, no, 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 back up. Because of our Shmuel ain't Zika. Shmuel doesn't hold a Zika. There's no Zika. Eh? Two women fall to you in Yibam, they're not connected to you in the first place, right? This is the classic joke with the and Ibshitz, the priest comes to him, and, yeah, we said this, uh, we quote this many times, it's because I had to repeat it to clarify what's happening here. Priest comes to him and he says, you know, what's with you, uh, what's with you Jews? I hear you're so smart because of the Talmud. I want you to teach me Talmud. And, and Rabbi Yisraim says, hey, you're not going to chap. You have to, you have a Yiddish cup. He says, please do me a favor. He says, all right, I'll teach you Gemara. He says, two, two people go down a chimney. Knows one, come on. Two people go down a chimney. One comes out totally dirty. One comes out totally clean. Who's going to take a shower? So the priest says, oh, the dirty one's going to take a shower. Says Rabbi Yisraim says, nishta no. The clean one's going to look at the dirty one and say, I must be dirty too, he'll take a shower. The dirty one will look at the clean one and say, I must be clean, he won't take a shower. The priest says, okay, chap. He says, ask me another shayla, ask me another gemara. He says, okay, two people down the chimney, one's completely dirty, one's completely clean, who's going to take a shower? So the priest says, oh, aha, I'll tell you, the dirty one won't, because he's going to think he's clean. The clean one won't. So the priest says, well, I don't understand this one. That's ridiculous. The dirty one will look at himself and say, I'm dirty. The clean one will look at himself and say, I'm clean. Why would the dirty one take a shower? Why would the clean one take a shower? That's ridiculous. He's still clean. He says, okay, I hear it. That's a good swar. Give me another one. He says, okay. Two people go down the chimney. One totally dirty, one totally clean. Who's going to take a shower? So he says, oh. See, to me, look at it with the first way. So the dirty one will think he's clean. Here, leave the second way. Then the dirty one will look at himself. He says, one second. How's it shy? How's it possible? Two people go down the same chimney. One's totally dirty, one's totally clean. It's not possible. Yeah? The whole thing. He says, he says yeah, forget it. You know? That's Mamash what's happening. He says to Gemara, the whole conversation over here is based off of a premise of Shita Shmuel. That's the premise. He says to Gemara, but Shmuel holds Ain Zika. So therefore the whole thing doesn't start. The sisters of Yibum, ready for this? If Ain Zika, the two sisters are not even considered the wife of my, of my Zikuka. She's, I'm sorry, she's not considered the sister of a woman who's Zakuk to me. And therefore, they're all eligible for Yibum. She said, Says the Gemara, one second. Huh? She's not a sister? No, they're sisters, but they're, they're, it's two sisters falling to him as widows from different brothers. Okay. Says the Gemara, Vamar Shmuel Yezika says, don't tell me Shmuel holds Einzika. Shmuel says explicitly, Yezika. And if he holds Yezika, we're back to our question, which is, even if I do Chalitza on the Tzara, it shouldn't remove the sister. Says the Gemara, no. Yeah, two people argue about what the Shmuel's opinion is. Says Gemara, fine. It's good. Machlekes, fine. <laughs> so you take sides. I'll take a side. If you're going to tell me Shmuel really holds Ein Zika, now keep in mind, keep in mind that statement for the next few steps. We're going to have to keep in mind the rest. Of the, the next few steps are going to be going strictly in the tzad, in the side that Shmuel holds Ein Zika. Okay, so now let's clear Yezika out of our mind and go into Ein Zika. Here we go. 
If it's taka true, ain't zika. Chalatz la'achoyos. Ready for this? Even if I do chalitza on the sisters, they're not. They don't have a zika to each other. Amayla nifteru tzaris. They themselves, you ready? Are eligible in yibum, and therefore, if I do chalitza on one of the sisters, why shouldn't that patter up the tzaris? What did we say, Gavaldik? Let's go back. What did we say in Shmuel's opinion? What's going to happen? Ready? If I do, in this is the Mishnah, if I do chalitza on the sisters, then I still need to do chalitza on the tzaris. Shmuel said, go to chalitza peselis, because it was a forced chalitza. Says, Gemara, one second. If you hold in zika, Shmuel, it's no longer a forced chalitza. You're not forced. Do chalitza on one wife, and then on one sister, and you can marry the other one. I, it's a sister of a woman who was zakuk to me? No, in zika. I don't have a problem in the first place. Says the Gemara, to clarify its question, like this. We're now going to assume, keep in mind, ready? Again, Yavamas is not complicated. Yavamas is multi-layered. Picture, we're peeling open an onion. Okay? So Gemara is now going to add another layer of information we need. And that is like this. These two, these two sisters, who are now widows from Reuven and Shimon, are falling to Levi and Yehuda. When did they fall to Levi and Yehuda? At the same moment their husbands took their last breath in this world? At the same split second? No. I mean, you could establish a case like that, one in a million case. But, it says more like this. Who became a Yavama first? Two sisters fall. Who became a Yavama first? So listen to this. Mamish Gavaldika Svar. Bishlama Tzara de Rachel. It makes sense that the co-wife of Rachel, Rachel now is the, is the second widow. Lighty Pater, the co-wife of Rachel, is not going to be patterned up by Chalitza. To keep on the Chalitza, because since the Yavam did Chalitza on Leah, who, who was a widow first. Then the Chalitza on Rachel, who's a widow second. Have the Chalitza de Rachel, Chalitza Psula. So the Chalitza, the, the co-wife of Rachel, should not be freed because Rachel's chalitza was forced. She was forced right away. She wasn't eligible to be taken in Ibam. You know why? Because her sister was already the chalitza of the brother and you're not allowed to marry the sister of your chalitza. So once I did... Outside, let's go. If Leah already had chalitza done to her and then Rachel falls in Ibam, am I allowed to do Ibam on Rachel? No. Because now a woman's falling to me who's the sister of my chalitza. So since Rachel is a forced chalitza, I would say she doesn't patter up her tzar. El tzar deleiti patter. Says Gemara, but Leah, the first widow, why don't we say that when I do chalitza on her, it also patters up her co-wife? I could have done yibum. I could have chosen to marry Leah. She was the first woman to fall to me. Says the Gemara, no. You're misunderstanding. And you know what? We're answering like with a bit of understanding, but saying really, in a the only tzara that is not freed is the tzara of the second wife. Because you're right, the second wife is a forced chalitza. Why? Because she is the sister of my previous chalitza. It says the Gemara about tzarais ka'amar, it's plural. It says the tzarais, both co-wives of Rachel and Leah, are not uh, free to marry whoever they want. It says the Gemara, no, I mean tzaris alma in general, but it, we're still sticking with the uh, Shita Shmuel, the opinion of Shmuel, that's saying that um, Ein Zika, we're still holding, uh, we're still sticking with Ein Zika, and we're also um, uh, saying that the Tzara 
of Leah will be free with Leah's Chalitza, but the Tzara of Rachel will not be free because Rachel's Chalitza was a forced one. Says Gemara, Ihachi, if so, Chalatz Latzare, Snifteru, Achayais. It says in the, it says that if he does Chalitza on the Tzarais, that patters up the sisters because he could have done Yibam on them. On the on the koa why is it true that if he does chalitza on the koa of Rachel that Rachel goes free? You're usher to marry the koa of your chalutza's relatives. So this woman, the koa of Rachel, is now going to be the koa of Rachel, who's your erva because you did chalitza on Leah. So you're still forced into that chalitza. Hence, why is Rachel going free with the chalitza of her co-wife? Says the Gemara, Shmuel nami hischav la Shmuel really is referring to a case where he started with one type of chalitza and ended with a different type of chalitza. Meaning, hischel ba'achoyoyiz, says Shmuel like this, if the Yavam did his first chalitza on one of the sisters, okay? In other words, Leah falls to him, Rachel falls to him. Reuv, uh, uh, Levi does chalitza on Leah. Like he, proper order. Okay. So, Yigmar Batsaris. He, he, he doesn't complete the chalitzas that he needs to do with the co-wives. Okay? You can't say, I'm going to do chalitza on the co-wives now, or Rachel's co-wife, the second co-wife, and that's going to patter up everybody. Because we learned in the Mishnah, you're usher to her, so it's a forced chalitza. Since it's a forced chalitza, it's not going to patter up anybody else. And if the Yavam began with the co-wife, meaning, ready? Who are the first widows here? Ruvain's wives. Leah and her tzara. And then the second set of widows is Shimon's wives, Rachel and her tzara. Levi goes ahead and he did his first chalitza on the tzara of Reuven. Yigmar afba achayes. He could complete the process by doing it on one of the sisters. Why? The Tanan, because we learned in the Mishnah, he's actually a mutter to marry the karev of the tzaras since he, did, he didn't do chalitza on Leah. Rather, he did chalitza on Leah's tzara. Is he forbidden to take Rachel? No. He's actually allowed to take Rachel and Ibam. And therefore, if he does chalitza on Rachel, her tzara also is going to go out. Period. That's one way to understand Shmuel. I want to speak outside. These words actually read very clear. Um, but it was, it was again multi-layered, and let's speak this out in our own words, okay? We shouldn't just run away from this. It's a gishmak esvara, we'll chap this. Here we go. I'm going to repeat the whole case. Reuven has two wives. Levi, um, Reuven has two wives. Leah and Sprinza. Shimon has two wives. Rachel and Yenta. Leah and Rachel are sisters. Reuven dies childless. Who's falling to Levi as Yuvamas? Leah and Sprinza. Then Shimon dies childless. Who's falling to Levi? Rachel and Yenta. So Levi now has four potential women to take in as Yuvamas, except two of them are sisters. Rachel and Leah are sisters. Says Shmuel Azai. Listen closely, it's Gishmak. Ready? Let 
Levi do chalitza on sprinza? If he does chalitza on sprinza, what's going to happen? She's free, and Leah's out the door. Right? Leah's out the door. Then, you know what else you could do right afterwards to finish off the deal? Do chalitza on Rachel. Why? Because is Rachel now the sister of your chalitza? No, because Levi didn't do chalitza on Leah. Levi did chalitza on Sprinza. So now, he's actually, if you hold Ein Zika, he's actually capable of doing Yibam on Rachel. Because Rachel's not the sister of his chalitza. He could do Yibam or chalitza. So now if he does chalitza on Rachel, both her and her co-wife will go out the door. So if you want, says Shmuel, if you want to get out of the situation, four wives with two chalitzas, here's my yitzah. Do chalitza number one on the co-wife of Leah. That'll take care of the first marriage. Do chalitza number two on Rachel. That'll take care of the second marriage. Finito. Ein zika, beautiful. We're good. Another way to understand Shmuel. Ravashi Yamar. Ravashi says, La'ilam kidika amrit. Really, let's understand Shmuel literally, which is that if you, do, if you do Yibam on one of the sisters, then the Tsaris do not go free. Okay, let's understand them literally. And what does it mean? This is a, a Gishmak alumdus. And that is, says Gamar like this. You know, maybe he holds that Zika, even though it exists, is not strong enough to say that the co-wife of Rachel is the co-wife of an erva through chalitza, period. Let's explain what, what we just said. It's also very, very straight, straight up and very logical. Okay? Listen closely. What was our question on Shmuel? Our question on Shmuel was, you know, according to you, why is it that you should do chalitza on the co-wives and thereby allowing the sisters also to not need chalitza? Oh, it's because you had a choice of Yibum on the co-wives? That's not true. You know why? Because you can't do chalitza on the co-wife of Rachel. You can't do chalitza on Yibum. You know why? On, you can't do chalitza on Yenta. Because Yenta is the co-wife of Rachel, who is Usr Talevi as the sister of his chalitza. If he did chalitza on Leah... If Khalid's on Aleah, so now Rachel is the, chalu- is the sister of the Chalutza, and she has a co-wife. We thought the co-wife of, of a woman who's ushered to you because of a Chalutza is a problem. Says the Gemara, no. Shmuel holds that Zika bond doesn't stretch that far. That would be true with a marriage, that would be true with other things. But over here, even if you're going to say that there's a connection between the sisters who are chalutzas, and if I do chalitza on Leah, that's going to mean I can't do Yibam on Rachel, that's true. But to say that now I'm forced to do Yibam on Rachel, Tzara, Shmuel doesn't hold it, goes that far. Hence, you would be able to do chalitza on Yenta or Yibam, and if, if you do that, if you do chalitza on, on Yenta, you'd be, um, you, you wouldn't have to do chalitza on Rachel, she would be scot-free to marry whoever she wants. Okay, there's a price of supporting Rabashi's approach. If just Chalitza on the sisters, the co-wives are not potter. But it seems to imply that if Levi did Chalitza on the Tzareis, it would potter up the sisters, right? It would allow them to marry whoever they want. My time of Lab Mishum, it's because we hold Yesh Zika, but he says the Zika bond doesn't go so strong to apply to the co-wife of the Erva. So we have a riot to Ravashi. He says, there's no riot. 
Raya, classic Gemara response, Amr Rabba Bar Mamul, Hamani Beishamahi, the Tanan Beishamah Matir Natsar is Lach. No, we don't necessarily hold Yesh Zika. Maybe we're just holding Ein Zika, but we're following the opinion of Beishamai, who permits. The tzares to the brother. That was the whole machlekas. Right? Beishami argues our whole mission. Daf Beis Aleph. And since Beishami argues on our whole premise, so we're just following that opinion. That's what Ravashi is doing. According to Beishami, you could do yibum or chalitza. Now, why are we saying do chalitza? You have an option to do yibum. You're following Beishami's opinion. Says Let us decree. For the tzarais, on their behalf, show you All tzarais, you should do chalitza and you should not do yibum. Why? approach. We learned this the just to wiggle out and even be uh, and even fulfill Beishamai uh, and Beis Hillel's opinion. Meaning, if you do chalitza, even though Beis Hillel said he didn't need it, what does it hurt? So there's this way: do chalitza on everybody. And if you do chalitza in everybody, this, this will allow um, even an erva through a zika to be scot-free in her marriage. I, Valmar Mar, but the Tana Todos, like Hipsig, like Siku Ligmar Sadabar, Achinichafav Shah. They never passed like Rechim Minuri. Remember what happened? He brought this up in the, in the yeshiva, and there wasn't enough time to, uh, to give a, a psak like that. So, why would we follow an opinion that was never established? No, you didn't hear the end of the story. Then the story was they went back. Uh, they went back into the Bismedrish and they were Misakin. Okay, Machlech is how that pans out. Gavaldik entered that conversation. Two dots. We're now not going to completely shift, but we're going to move on to some new, uh, some new Shilas. And let's get into this. This is a fascinating, a little bit, it's going to move a little faster over here. And a fascinating conversation. And it really has to do with um, when you have two conflicting issues, which one's going to take precedence? Something that we deal with daily in our personal lives. Okay, so let's, before we read the Gemara inside, let's talk outside for a moment. We learned on Chav Zayin today's daf. If one of the brothers gives a get to his Yavama, he's forced to do Chalitza. Right? We also learned that if one of the brothers does Mimer, on his Yavama, he's forced to give a get, which means you're not allowed to do Yibam. Okay? If he doesn't want to fall through on the Mimer, right? You're going to have Chalitza and Get, you're going to have to do both according to the Rabbanan if you do Mimer. Again, it's a forced situation. Okay. So now the Gavar's going to get into a Shaila. It's a new, it's a Shaila, it's not a challenge. The Gavar's going to discuss the following case. Ready? Shimon has one wife, Ruvain has one wife, they both die. So now Levi's got an option between his two sister-in-laws. What's he going to do? So you know what he does? Listen to this. It's like Rabbi Yisrael Zoberstein, Shaila, where you do what you want, and then once you're in a pickle, <laughs> you send the question in. You know what Levi does? He walks over to Ruvain's uh, widow, and he, sa- and he gives her mimer. He says, ooh, yeah, his, his money. His money. I'm establishing you as mimer. Walks over to Shimon's widow, and he gives her a get. So now, he changes his mind on one of them, right? But he's like, there, there, there's two women here, and he messed up both of them, really. Okay? Messed up both of them. So, the question's gonna be, 
is there a situation now where you could do chalitza on one? I'm sorry, you, you, they're not, they're, they're, they're uh, co-wives. Is there a situation where you do chalitza on one, it's going to patter up both? Interesting, Shai, let's read this inside. They ask the question, searching for information, top of Chav Zayin Amadbeis. Balas haget. Okay? You have Ruvain dies with two wives. I said Ruvain and Shimon, that was a mistake. Ruvain dies with two wives. Okay. To one of them, he gives a get. Balas haget. Ubalas ha-maimer. The other one he does maimer on. Ezem mehem kaidemes. Which one should he do chalitza on first? Balas haget adifa. Do we say it's better to do chalitza on the one you gave a get to? Bishum de ischoba b'chalitza. Because Lamais, you gave her a get. A get is part of a separation process. So once you started a separation process, it's like connected to Chalitza. Oidoma, or maybe we say, Balas Maimer Adifa. Better do Chalitza on the one that you did Maimer to, Mishum de Kreva Because you did, like a, a you, you, you did, you, you established her to be closer to you than a standard Zika. So she's closer to you for Bia. Now, so what? So the svara here is, how would you be, how are you kaina when it comes to Yibam with Bia? So since she's closer to having relations with him, she's more of a Yavama to him. Hence, Chalitza and Yavama go together, so you should do Chalitza on her first. That's the Shaila. Amr Ravashi, Ravashi says, this is a short uh, question and answer. We're going to give one answer that's going to wrap it up, bring a proof. Tashma, come and listen from the Braisa, Umaydrim Gamliel. Beis Hila, uh, Rabbi Gamliel admits, Sheyish get achar maimer. Rabbi Gamliel holds that uh, if you have, there's no such thing as one get after another get. Okay. If two Yavamas fall to somebody and he gives each of them a get, okay, so is the, first, is the second one even considered a get or not? So Rabbi Gamliel says, Yesh get achar, ain't get achar get, but yesh get achar maimer. If you did maimer, and then a get afterwards, that get does take hold. Umaimer achar a get. And there's maimer after the get. If you walk over to a woman and give her a get, and then you do, um, and then you do maimer, the maimer actually works on, the, uh, the maimer actually works. Now, says the one second. E get adif, if get is stronger than maimer, leilahani maimer abasri. Why did maimer help after, if you did maimer after the get? It didn't bring you any closer. The maimer if a maimer is stronger than the get, get The get afterwards should not have worked. The two are completely equal. You see from here, doesn't matter. Okay. In other words, you, the two tzedadim, the way to look at it is you're both right. Right? You want chicken or meat? Yes. There you go. Yes, that's right. You got it. Good question. Good answer. In other words, you have you're you're in a pickle. Which one, which one chalitza comes first? You could choose. Okay. Another shayla. Am Rav Huna, Am Rav. Rav Huna says in the name of Rav. Two sisters who are Yavama. One's married to Ruven and one's married to Shimon. And Ruven and Shimon die. They both fall to Levi. So now he's got a problem, right? Because they're sister-in-laws. They're, right? They're, uh, they're sisters. Okay. So what do you do? Chalatz the shayna hutra. You can do chalitza on, on uh, either one, and the other one is free to go, to marry whoever she wants. Okay, hutra is a very interesting expression. You know the word mutter, we say means permitted. Mutter doesn't mean permitted. Usr means bound and tied. That's really what it means, by the, the shirish of the word. Mutter, hutter means untied. 
Okay? By marriage, interestingly, Kedushin means separated. doesn't mean holiness. Kedushin means separated in an elevated way. Something that's holy is separated from the rest of the world. Okay? So Kedushin, how she's separated, she's Mekadesh by separating her rights from any other man. That's why it's called Kedushin. You're limited and bound to this one guy. We don't call it Isur. Imagine if a woman got married and called it Isurin. <laughs> we call it Kedushin. She's now separated in an elevated way from the rest of the world. But she's released. That's what it means. Hutter. Mutter means she's released the rest of the world. Says which we're about to challenge. And that is like this. If the first Yavama, um, if the first Yavama who, um, who fell to Levi was mutter at the moment she felt him, but then she became usher because the second Yavama came around. And then the second Yavama dies. So now the first one's permitted again. The Gemara is going to make an assumption she's still permitted. You understand the case? Like this. Back to our names. Leah, who's widow number one, falls to Levi and Yibam. Then her sister Rachel falls to Levi and Yibam. Can he now do Yibam on Leah? No. But then Rachel dies. So now we're back to square one. That's the assumption. Well, the Gemara is going to challenge that and say, who says you're back to square one? Maybe once she was usher because Rachel also fell, she remains usher in Yibam. Okay, we'll see. But right now the Gemara says, logic would dictate that since she was originally mutter and then the problem you know, left, it becomes mutter again. Uh, we're going to assume logically she goes back to her original permissiveness. Rabbi says no. If the second widow dies, then the, you can go back to taking Leah. If Rachel dies, you can go back to taking Leah. Let's say Leah dies. You cannot do Yibam on Rachel. My time away. Any woman who at the time that she fell to you, you, you cannot fulfill the verse of Yavama Yavayala. You could have Bia with her. Are you ever allowed to have Bia with Rachel at the time that she fell to you? No, because as soon as Rachel fell, she was the sister of your previous Yavama. She never became your, your Yavama. She's still your forbidden sister in law. So we have a Machlaikas over here. Again, between, uh, between Rav, uh, Rav Huna quoting Rav, and Rabbi Yechen. Rav Huna quoting Rav says, you're going to go back to your original permitted state, while Rabbi Yechenon argues. And Rabbi Yechenon says, that's true by the first wife, not true by the second wife. Says the Gemara of Alav, lest they high svara. Rav doesn't agree with the Svar of Yechenon. Mama Rav, but Rav himself says, Rav agrees with that Svarah. Rav agrees she's always going to be usher to the Yavam. So why does Rav hold as soon as the sister of the Yavama dies and that issue's out of the way, you could do Yibam on her. It's not true with the second wife. That's only true, which as soon as she dies, as soon as her husband dies, I'm sorry, she's usher because she is the, she, she's usher through Achais Isha. Rachel was Leah's sister. But over here, it's just Zika. And Zika is the Rabbanon. It's the Rabbanon that established the connection between Rachel and Leah. And that, you know why Rachel's usher to do Yibam? Not because she's not qual- uh, qualified. She is qualified. But the problem is, she's now the sister of a woman who I have a Zika to. 
Okay, that's Midrabonon. So Rav holds, as soon as the Rabbanon issue is out of the way, the Yavama becomes allowed because the Pasuk of Yavama Yavayalaha really never left. It was just interrupted by the Dirabanan. And as soon as the Dirabanan leaves, the, the Pasuk's going to, uh, going to take front stage. Okay. That's a challenging question on Again, what was Rabbechanan's Svara? That the first wife is Taka going to be okay if the second wife dies, but the second wife is going to remain forbidden if the first wife dies. So here we go. Arba Achin. Four brothers. Sounds familiar? Yeah, beginning of our parak. Two of the brothers, Ruven and Shimon, are married to two sisters, Leah and Rachel. And these two, Ruven and Shimon, die. What do we say? You got to do chalitza on the sisters and you're not allowed to do yibum. Why are you not allowed to do yibum? Why don't we say one of the brothers should get up, do chalitza on the shnia? According to Rebbe you know what you should do? Listen to this, Gabaldik. Let one of the brothers do chalitza on Rachel. She's the second one to fall. Because she's the one who caused the problems. For to have a reshine of the Gabidah. So now the original widow, Leah, will now be mutter to the husband, to Levi, who didn't do the chalitza on her sister. She can't be mutter to Yehuda, because Yehuda did the chalitza, right? So you're not, you can't marry the man with the chalitza and sister. But Levi didn't do chalitza. So let her, let her be permitted to Levi. Okay, she was permitted and then forbidden. And now permitted again. It got out of the way. What did Rabbi Yechanan say? You go back to the original permissiveness. From the, fact that, from the fact that the mission doesn't offer that option is a proof that Rabbi Yechanan's wrong. That you can reestablish your shas heter, your time of permissiveness. Amar Rabbi Yechanan says, no, achoyos any yadea mi shinaan. He says, two sisters, I don't know what you're talking about. I never learned the Mishnah like you. Huh, it is. Says Rabbi Yechanan, no, you're not understanding the Mishnah. No, achoyos, two sisters, uh, that Mishnah is not halacha. It's not, it's, it's not a halacha dika Mishnah. Okay, it's not a halacha lemaisi, he says. Says the Gemara, okay. But Valei Malay, why... Instead of Rabbi Yechanan arguing the whole Mishnah, why didn't he say, my choltzais nami dikatani? You know what we meant choltzais on the sisters? When we learned choltzais, Rabbi Yechanan should say, chiletzes chada, that one of them does chalitza, but not both. And maybe the Mishnah actually agrees with me that once you do chalitza on one, that the first brother can marry the first widow again. Gemara said, you can't say that because choltzais katani. It says them. I valei malei, my choltzais, choltzais to Alma. Same answer we gave on Amad Aleph. Chotzais doesn't mean on both sisters. It means, in general, when you have a situation like this, two sisters fall in Ibum. Do chalitza on one, let one do. It says, these sisters. So we know we're dealing with all the halachas is this particular case. Maybe the mission is given with a case where you did chalitza on Leah, on the first wife, and that, everybody agrees, messes up the whole... Yibum option, because as soon as Rachel fell, she, again, she had the problem of being the sister of my chalutza, and that's why you need the chalutza on the second one. Says the Gemara again, is top of tomorrow's daf, lechatchila katani. Chaltzai means lechatchila, meaning either one you look at first and you do chalitza on them. I have a lame alay, Rabbi Yechonin could have said, instead of saying we don't pass like the whole Mishnah, again, that's what we're trying to get at. Why did Rabbi Yechonin say we don't pass like the whole Mishnah? Let him say, uh, the reason why you can't do Yibam is because people are going to get confused. And granted, if you would have done Chalitza on Rachel, that would have helped Leah and allowed the Yibam to happen. But we make a Gzera that if we, if we 
you know, that, um, that people might go out of order and instead do chalitza on Leia and think that you could do Yibam on Rachel. And, and, you know, that's why we say do chalitza on both, not because of a pre-existing condition, but because of a concern for the future. Says, says the Gemara, no, he didn't want to challenge that way because katani. It says you're not allowed to be taken in Yibam, which means the leka din Yibam hacha Yibam does not apply here at all, so he didn't want to change around that verbiage, uh, that understanding of the Mishnah, because we would have ha- asked this question him, th- that the words of the Mishnah says, misyav mais. There's no Yibam here at all, according to uh, our understanding, there still would be a Yibam option. Maybe going back to Mayor's opinion, right? That why don't we say the reason why you can't do Chalitza on, on Rachel and then allow me to marry Leah is because of a concern that maybe one of the remaining two brothers will die and now you're going to be Mavato the Mitzvah of Yibam which you're not allowed to put yourself into a situation with that possibility like we explained previously. It says the Gemara is not concerned about one death. Now previously we learned to other opinions where we're concerned about one death but not two deaths. Rabbi Echelen holds that no, we're not concerned one of the brothers are going to die. Says the Gemara of Alei Malei, Rabbi Yezrahi, to Amar Kivan Sha'amda Allah of Shah, Achaz Be'isr, Nesra Allah of Once there is one moment of Isr, Asr forever, which is Taka Gishmak Asvar. Ready? Let's, let's focus on this and we're going to hold it here because there's a little bit further of a back and forth. But listen to this Svar. Why would Leah become permitted in Yibam once Rachel dies? Leah was the first Yibam. Why would she become permitted in Yibam once Rachel dies? Because we're saying like this. Leah, as soon as she fell, was a quality Yavama. No problem. Then her sister Rachel became a Yavama. Oh, so now Leah's got a problem. Her sister's gotten in the way. Oh, but if Rachel dies, the assumption is Leah's back to her original status. That was the assumption. Says Gemara, now to challenge that, Mehechatesi. Rabbi Yechanan should say on the Mishnah, Mehechatesi. Who says that just because Rahu was the problem who got in the way is gone? I could do, I could do Yibam on Leah. Rabbi Yechanan should say to the Mishnah, you know why you're not allowed to do Chalitza, not allowed to do Yibam on Leah is because once Rahu was there, it doesn't matter if she dies afterwards. Once you become forbidden for one moment, that prohibition remains in place forever. And you cannot go back to your original status. Says the Gemara, I'll tell you why. Because Rebbe Lezer argues with that Svara, me the Seifa, the Rebbe Lezer, since the Seifa is the opinion of Rebbe Lezer, Reisha, Lav, Rebbe Lezer. This statement in the Reisha of the Mishnah is not following the opinion of, of uh, Rebbe Lezer. Um, and Rebbe Lezer is the one who's of the opinion that you keep your original status. Since we're not following Rebbe Lezer, it must be that you don't follow the Svara of once you're knocked off for the whole time, you're knocked off the, once you're knocked off part of time, you're knocked off the whole time. The Mishnah must actually be of the opinion that you may resort to your original status. Hence, what's the bottom line we're up to right now in the conversation? The only way for Rabbi Yechanan to wiggle out of this Mishnah is by saying, we don't pass like the Mishnah. Okay, we'll hold it here for today. Be'ez Hashem, pick up in this conversation with the name of Lay tomorrow. Daf this week is going to be Be'ez Hashem at... Uh, 610? 610? We'll do Daf at 610 this week in Metzushan. All right. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, Heaven.